Well, you are very welcome back to the Jack McDonald Show. Now, this is perhaps one of my favorite shows or segments of the show of the week uh, because we link up with Albania and what we have learned to be Dublin in Kivin and Kira, and we understand uh, maybe the dating life of some 20-somethings, uh, Irish, Irish born and bred, but now, you know, living it up big over in Albania. Kivin, how are things over in Albania? You're on your way back. I am, yeah. It's kind of coming to its end now. Uh, I'll be travelling home tomorrow, so I'm kind of looking forward to, to getting back to Ireland, hopefully. The date going to the All-Ireland semi-final as well. The, the dating didn't work out kind of how we hoped it would. It looked very promising at the start, but it seems to have petered out, maybe. No, you and your family were probably, and my family were probably just hoping that I'd end up married off here and never coming back. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't happened. I have, I have plans to, to get to back in Ireland, so... I think my, my future will be back home for sure. But well, it was you, enjoyable. You were, you were telling me of uh, perhaps getting ghosted or what What have you been up to this week <laughs> in, in that regard? Oh, it was, it was just, just one girl I was, I was texting and I was left on red. And then actually, coincidentally enough, yesterday I was drinking a pint in a bar, really nice bar, just kind of going back to places that I liked visiting throughout the last month. And uh, she was there on a date. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you want to crushing. see. No, that's no, not what you want. Absolutely do. crushing. Yeah. Yeah. So good a time as any to leave the country, Jack. It seems so. Uh, Kira, how about yourself? Last we heard you were engaging in a very interesting project. It involved basically, I suppose, dating as many people in a week or, or something like that. You were kind of speed running dating, as we understand. You had got fatigued when we last spoke to you. How did that end up going? Um, well, I tried my hardest and honestly, it is so exhausting. And then it's always like you go on all these dates. It's so exhausting to get to know people because in your first dates, you have to like bring all your energy and like you have to do the whole like um, you have to show them as much of your personality as you can. It's like an exam. But um, yeah. And then the one guy I actually did like didn't text me back. So that's um, yeah, it didn't it didn't work out well, but I learned a lot. And I think I'm going to go off dating apps for a while. Well, that's, I mean, you've dropped, dropped a few bombshells there. Firstly, I have to ask, do you have any thoughts as to why he didn't respond to you? Do you think he was just maybe a bit of a dick or maybe you, I don't know, started talking about Brexit yeah. or something? No, I don't know. It was actually a uh, best day out of all of them. Um, he could have been like a crazy person secretly. Like, you know, those people who appear like normal on the surface and are actually crazy. Like he was telling me a story about how his friend sleepwalked onto a crane and woke up on the top of a crane um, just stories like that. And then just another story about um, how this girl wanted to get with him or something like that. You know, you know, when people do that and they kind of brag a little bit, um, it just sounded a bit mad to be honest. So I'm kind of, I'm not too bothered about it now. I was the next day, but not anyway. Yeah, seems completely but, fabricated. I don't know about yourself, Kevin, but I've never sleep uh, walked and ended up at the top of a crane. Can't say I have now. To be quite honest, uh, it does seem to be quite a, a tall tale. Pardon the pun. Exactly. So, mm. Kira, Kira, I suppose the other aspect of that you said you've learned a lot of lessons, and then you ended that with "I'm leaving dating apps." I mean, can we can we hear some of the lessons and what has led you to <laughs> swear off dating apps? Okay, so my thing was that I wasn't going to get to know these guys before I went on a date with them, um, which can be kind like it can be exciting because it's spontaneous but it can also be a waste of time 
because you're going on these dates which are really exhausting but you don't actually like the people you're going on dates with you either like them or you don't and the majority I find I didn't actually I wasn't actually into um so I feel like I've learned to just like only go on dates with people that there is like a spark with or I do kind of get on well with or something like that um and I think like dating apps kind of get rid of that because you can't really tell a lot about a person through texting um and also I don't know like I feel like it's more natural to meet people in person um whereas meeting people on dating apps always seems kind of forced or something because you're going on a date instead of like getting to know someone and then you end up getting together you don't end up getting together kind of thing it's more like I don't know it's more relaxed or something less organic yes I suppose less organic well to get into some of the topics this week obviously we are about a month away from colleges returning and Whatever way they return, you know, Stephen Donnelly will have his thoughts, as will just a general 18-year-old. However, as as I say, they do return. They will be returning in some regard as two people who have completed college and who have dated a fair bit, I'm sure. Kira, a little bit more than Kevin because Kevin ended up in a relationship for a while. I wondered, for both of you, what are your tips for dating in college? I have absolutely zero tips for for college dating. Uh, <laughs> wasn't wasn't a great experience. Uh, I guess just joining organizations, joining societies, uh, meeting as many people as you can, diversifying the pool. You know, it's a numbers game ultimately, and trying your best to put your best foot forward, and you know, pushing yourself to to actually going out and physically meeting people. What kind of society tough. did you find was the best for promiscuity? Promiscuity, archery, <laughs> bowling. I can't say there's, there's any specific one. Every university kind of has its uh, societies that are more so uh, kind of in tune with partying, going out, traveling, uh, meeting people. So whatever college you're going to, you're generally going to know that by the first week, by freshers week. But pushing yourself, going out there and try not to get too drunk. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> well, yes. And I mean, how many how many societies were you a part of, Kevin? I wasn't actually a part of too many. I kind of just generally had friends that I met up in college and through my course uh, as a one or two in the first year and then left actually in the years afterwards until about final year did a bit with the media society and that was about it really so yeah i would recommend anyone going to college to actually push themselves a bit more meet more people as opposed to just people in your course or the people that you know you would have known beforehand Kira, yourself, uh, we heard, and you know, this is the interesting thing, we heard of some of your earlier boyfriends and introducing them to your family and all this kind of stuff. Was it a shift going from secondary school to first year of college? Um, yeah, definitely. I didn't really have any serious relationships when I was in college. And I feel like most people don't. I feel like definitely in terms of dating advice, uh, don't for like college don't put all your eggs in one basket because most people are kind of like like everyone's meeting new people all the time everyone's going to change your mind everyone just wants to have a bit of fun like I feel like very few people are down for like serious dating in college um yeah but I completely agree with Queven uh going out and getting to know new people like really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to get to know as many people as you can uh which like even if you don't end up finding someone today, it's like such a learning experience anyway. This all sounds like maybe jumping around the issue to cut to the cheese, I suppose. It's one night stands that would be predominant, predominantly within the college life, I suppose. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> generally, yeah, you'd be more likely to to be having them. You would be in secondary school in in rural Mayo, anyway. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, if, if that's what you're looking for, if that's what what you're going for. It's certainly a much easier atmosphere and environment where you can actually meet people uh, and not wanting to meet them ever again. I suppose, Kira. I wondered uh, from yourself. Do you obviously Kevin couldn't provide us with much concrete tips uh, yourself? I, I presume you you may have a little bit more clue than Kevin. Was there anything that was good, bad, indifferent? Was there societies to join, things like that? Um, I don't know. Um, I didn't really join properly many societies. I kind of went to society events to get to know people. They're like society nights out. Uh, but I kind of had my group of friends and then I would bring one or two of them along and like a night out with a society and then we'd meet loads of more people. Um, I found that was great, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, there was no real, like the only real society I joined was radio in my final year. Um, but the lads and that were, I don't know, weird. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, most people in radio are weird. And- <laughs> especially the lads <laughs> <laughs> they were just very they were very like they were no crack like um but they're yeah they were weird when they were weird it was funny but they, yeah it, they weren't dating material basically um yeah <laughs> well, I suppose to any of our radio colleagues out there, we we apologize for that. For next up, I suppose we've got Mayo and Dublin meeting at the weekend, and uh, obviously a lot of eyes will be on this. But it also draws into focus, I suppose, a different clash. You're going to have people from Mayo and Dublin intermingling, and as a whole, you're going to have a lot of people converging on Dublin, which of course leads us to the natural question as to the most attractive counties. Now, while some may call this hacky and banal, I think it is an interesting uh, dichotomy, especially from both of you. Uh, Going off Reddit, which is never particularly a trustworthy news source, a lot of people seem to pin it on Kilkenny. One or two votes for Mayo and a a lot down south in Kerry. Kevin, if I go to you, as a well-traveled man, as a cultured man, how do you uh, weigh into this conversation? Uh, I'd have to be very, very patriotic and say Mayo number one. But uh, failing, failing that uh, rose-tinted view of home, I would always kind of consider Donegal. Just the accent is just phenomenal. Uh, definitely the best accent in Ireland, in my opinion. And the people are generally quite nice. But never met a bad person from Monaghan either as well. So, yeah, I quite like the Monaghan accent as well. It's not as droll as maybe some of the other uh, accents more east, like in Loud. That's just kind of an insufferable one. So yeah, I think I have to go go with the red hand of Ulster there in Donegal and Monaghan. A Donegal woman could probably drink pretty well with you. Is, is that an important trait? <laughs> yeah, probably just the likelihood of getting to meet Daniel O'Donnell. That that'd be quite nice as well. It just seems like everybody in Donegal seems to know him. Whenever you meet Donegal people, they have a, a story about him or a cousin that they know, or even Enya as well. You know, it's just it's a fascinating place. Beautiful, beautiful county to visit as well. Akira, how about yourself? Does the Daniel O'Donnell option have any weight or what kind of what counties would you find the most attractive guys in Ireland? And um, when I read this question, when you said it earlier, I thought I thought it was countries. And I was really excited because I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about all the attractive countries. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms in terms of Ireland, um, Daphne Cork is my number one. I love a good quirk accent. I love it. And the boys are 
beautiful. Um, Cork, all the way. Love Cork. Um, after that, maybe uh, Galway's not bad. Um, You're getting closer. Then... <laughs> Mayo. No, I actually met a lovely boy from Mayo over summer. Um, he was, yeah, he was very good looking. Um, I, he, yeah, he made me like Mayo boys. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would say Cork. That I, yeah. Well, I suppose I, I, given the, g- given the fact that maybe you made me look a little bad there, we will open up. Open it up to countries, okay, Kira? Because both of you are, are big travelers. <laughs> we'll open it up. Is is there a country that is particularly attractive? Spain. Oh my God, Spain. Oh, they're beautiful. The men in Spain are. Oh my God, gorgeous. But a huge portion of them are unemployed. Like that's the that's the other thing. I mean, they're, they're beautiful people, but they don't do a lot. Yeah, but pe- people in Spain are just boring sevens. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely nuts. It's just it's, it's different stuff altogether. Kevin, uh, how about yourself? Yeah. Well-travelled man? Well-travelled man. Uh, I'd say, I don't know. Uh, are banning women are very hot. I think I've said this on the show before. You know, like <laughs> Judy, Ben, Rizora. They're, they're, they're very hot and incredibly unattainable. Uh, I've met really nice girls from Kazakhstan before as well. Uh, kind of a rare enough one. They were in, in my course in Budapest. There's a few of them. And I was like, yeah, I'd never actually just seen people from Kazakhstan before. Maybe that's it. But they were very, like, uniquely attractive, like high cheekbones, really nice eyes. And, uh, yeah, Kazakhstan. Okay, for, okay, okay. Well, I suppose if you're scouting out, be it home or abroad, there are things that make somebody attractive or, or unattractive. And those would generally be boiled down into certain traits now, uh, Kevin, to, to stick with you for a minute, you know, what what can we say on this one? It, are, do they have to be proficient in some sort of audio editing software? Is it important that they understand your passion? Is bilingual is one that I read online, somebody talking about being bilingual and, and did that help their case? H- how do you weigh into this? Um, I don't particularly know. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any like one overarching thing that, uh, I'd look for it kind of just would depend on the person and probably their characteristics and their personality and who they are kind of would, would probably lend me to, to finding something about them attractive sense of humor uh, sense of humor definitely actually yeah kind of a positive outlook that that'd be one uh, yeah without a doubt if somebody's like really happy uh, like is able to pull the piss out of themselves able to have a joke has a good sense of humor then yeah that's definitely actually one of my top priorities Kira, how about yourself? Uh, humor, all these things, important? Um, yeah, I completely agree. Um, somebody who just has a positive outlook on life, because there's literally nothing worse than like someone who's just negative about everything when you're like trying to describe why something is actually like it could be like a good thing. And they're just like so like, oh no, like what's the point in all this kind of there's nothing worse than a negative person. Um I yeah, no, I'd say positive, kind of up for a bit of crack. Uh just like uh easy going be able to slag um i love people who can be sarcastic with me and slag me and i can do the same with them without them getting offended there's a post here online that uh, is it's a native english speaker who has been studying japanese for seven years and he's wondering if that will help his chances with the opposite sex do you think that uh, being bilingual if if uh, if you've seen on a tinder profile or whatever that somebody was bilingual would that be interesting enough to give them a, an extra tick or something 
I suppose it'd be useful if you're going traveling to that country. But for me, it's not like necessary. Um, like I wouldn't really give someone extra points for being bilingual. Okay, okay. Well, that guy has just wasted seven years of his life. Um, next up, this is quite a, a modern problem, and I, I think it's perhaps one of our best in, in a while. Texting. So for anybody who ever enters into a relationship, you suddenly have this uh, dilemma on your hands as to how much you should text the person, what you should text, all of this kind of stuff. You know, the kind of balance of being available versus unavailable, you know, meeting up in person, all of those problems which are very much you know 21st century problems uh Kevin, if i go to you on this one as a man who was in a two-year re- relationship how did you approach the whole texting uh stuff uh i didn't really uh throughout the relationship is this the question well yeah i suppose at both scenarios obviously there's the kind of uh jumping into the deep end and then you know staying afloat but uh, you know, obviously, there's the the balance, and there was also a language ba- ba- barrier with yourself as well, wasn't there? No, my my girlfriend obviously spoke English probably better than I did. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, texting is just something I'm not great at anyway. Uh, I'm not great replier to messages at the best of times. Uh, so it's not something I enjoy. Even like Tinder and things like that, it's just really exhausting getting to that stage and. You meet, match with somebody on Tinder, you text them whatever whatever opening line and you chat away and then you get their Snapchat and then you're sending pictures and you're texting. It's just bloody exhausting, especially when like you're trying to you know, put a few different people. It's really mentally quite taxing and difficult. As Kira was saying earlier, you know, trying to get to know somebody, putting your best foot forward or whatever, uh, trying to connect with, with, with their personality. Um, I would have to say, though, throughout a relationship, it becomes really arduous as well. Like, if you're have to constantly be in communication with, with each other uh, that's something that, that I don't really particularly enjoy uh, just because we are instantly like communicable through any kind of messaging doesn't mean we should have to respond instantly as well you know there were letters and pigeons mm-hmm. in the good old days and people didn't lose their, lose their mind not getting an instant reply Kira, how about yourself? Uh, maybe you would be a little bit more conscious of it than Kevin seems to be. W- would it be important? You know, he's not texting me as much on a Tuesday as apart part from a Monday. Is he cheating on me or is he still interested? You know, all, all of those aspects of texting are, are very unique. Um, yeah, okay, so... I'm not the best person to ask about this because I overthink everything when it comes to texting. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm so bad at it. Like I'm the kind of person that like after a day I'll be like, okay, I should wait like a couple of days to text them, and then I'd be like, no, it doesn't matter. I'll text them like on the day. So I text them, and then I overthink about it for a day, and I'm like, why did I do that? Like I can never talk to this person again. I'm so so bad at texting. Um, yeah, I just I don't know when to do it don't know how to do it I yeah I don't know and I think the rules are so stupid like you have to wait this long um or you don't want to seem too eager and I'd love to say that like I don't like the rules at all but then again if it's the opposite way around and someone seems is texting me too eagerly I hate it so 
it's kind of, I don't know. How about matching with somebody on Tinder? How many texts or, or how much, you know, they call it the talking stage now. How much uh, communication do you need before you can be locked in for a trip down to wherever Temple Bar? It can, is it the case that if they just said, I don't know, ice cream or coffee, would you would you be able to uh, kind of go, uh, you know, throw away all uh, inhibition and go? Or, or do you need to kind of, I suppose, understand them a little bit more before you commit? Uh, it depends on the mood. Um, like depends on my mood that day. I mean, like if if I was in a spontaneous mood and uh wanted to go do something and some on Tinder was like, Do you want to go for your coffee or ice cream? I'd be like, Yeah, sure, why not? Like what's the worst that's gonna happen? Um, at least it's someone to hang like it's it's someone that you're spending time with, like at least you're socializing, even if it doesn't go anywhere. Um but um yeah, but I don't know if I was thinking about serious dating and someone said that's mean I didn't know them I'd probably be like nah so like I yeah I wouldn't really think of it as a date I would need to text someone a bit before a date um to get to know them a bit definitely yeah well, our final problem involves maybe a little of that. It's the story uh, online of somebody who works in the same company as another and is looking, I suppose, to uh, kind of kick up something romantically with them. They say, hi, I'm a 20-year-old male, an IT guy at a field office with several different departments. Recently, a department had a new hire, so I prepared the equipment and informed the hiring manager that the equipment is ready to pick up. I met them in my office, blah, 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 blah. Essentially, this person is 23 to 24, uh, very attractive, and they're very, uh, and obviously this IT guy fancies his shots. He's very interested in pursuing the person. He says he usually adds people from work on LinkedIn. So he looked her up and he's seen that she had just graduated from college and she is no more than two years older than himself. He was surprised and excited because he had met someone young at work. He is wondering if he can follow up and maybe how he should do that. Kivin, as a man who has spent a lot of time working in a community radio station this hasn't really been an option for yourself but what's your stance <laughs> on inter i suppose uh, workplace dating uh yeah I, th I think it's, it's worth, worth shooting your shot uh but it obviously has the obvious caveats of destroying your kind of workplace environment but if it is somebody in a big office that you're in different departments then i don't see why not you're probably going to have an opportunity to mingle with them at some point as well, like office parties, that kind of thing at Christmas time. Uh, there are some companies that actually actively encourage it as well, because it means that, you know, they can overwork you and your partner isn't really going to complain if they're also at work. So it kind of varies on the different profession. And if you're kind of willing to potentially think of the worst case scenario for your job, if you're 20 years of age, though, like that guy, then it seems like it's kind of worth going for it's not as if it's going to be a job for life kira how about yourself this it guy he's a mover and a shaker he's setting up equipment he's doing all this kind of stuff do you think he should take his shot with this uh, woman who has obviously entered the workplace she's about two years older than himself of course it could cause a big splatter if it doesn't cut you know if it doesn't come together correctly but at the same time maybe a chance for new love Um, I think definitely, yeah, shoot your shot. Um, I like, yeah, it will be awkward if it doesn't work out. But um, if it if you never do it, and then like you're thinking afterwards, if you ever leave the job or they leave the job, you're like, oh damn, I should have texted that girl. Um, yeah, you just be regretting it. So I feel like 
Like if you do have a crush on someone in the workplace, go for it. Well, there you um, go. Some, I suppose, some some positive news. Is there a way that you would prefer as a woman? Is there a way you would prefer to be approached? You know, he talks about adding her on LinkedIn, which sounds almost a little psychopathic. I can understand maybe it's a, it's a little kind of uh, detached. You know, it's not adding her Snapchat or anything like that. But at the same time, it may come across as quite cold and calculated. Um. Yeah, no, LinkedIn, I don't understand LinkedIn, to be honest. I, I, I don't get it. I was at a party the other night. Um, my, someone added my cousin on LinkedIn at like two o'clock in the morning and she was like, why is someone doing this? <laughs> but um, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, to be honest, in the workplace, the way I would like to be approached is um, if they kind of came over and had a bit of flirty banter with me once in a while. Um, so you kind of start to feel comfortable around them eventually. And also see if there's like a bit of a spark and then um, if they like texted you and were like, want to go for a drink or something. Okay, okay. Um, Progression. I mean, in the modern environment, he may get fired before he even gets to that point, but maybe worth the shot, especially as the 20 year old IT guy. Uh, thank you, as always, to both yourself, Kira, and to Kivin. Hopefully we see Kivin on Irish shores uh, much quicker than we seems to have been in the last little while. That is it from The Dating Dilemma. Of course, we will be back after this.